You're listening to Julie's Library, where books bring us together. Today we're going to read Night Song by Ari Burke, illustrated by Lauren Long, and Song of the River by Joy Cowley, illustrated by Kimberly Andrus. Welcome, friends. I'm Julie Andrews, and this is my library. I've just stepped out into the garden with my daughter, Emma Walton Hamilton. Hello. And we're watching the glorious sunset. The sky is bright pink and orange, like mango sorbet. (laughs) And insects and animals are making music all around us. Do you hear that bird call? That's a wood thrush. Mmm... It's a sweet and sorrowful sound. And what are those chirping calls? Those are tree frogs. So they are. They spend their lives perched in the trees singing. Well, what a delightful way to live. Maybe I should have sat in a tree when I was learning to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Then maybe you would have ended up part tree frog. Oh, (laughs) maybe so. (laughs) Well, their singing is certainly pretty. Listeners, what about you? What are some of your favorite sounds in nature? Oh, birds! My favorite sound from nature is the sound of crickets at night. The sound of the wind. Foxes. The crickets sound like they are having a big party at night. From the walls at night? The woodpecker. Because the woodpecker sounds like a wooden hammer. The sound of... Oh, those are magical sounds. You clearly have a talent for listening. Just like the main character in our first book today. He's a baby bat. Bats have exceptional hearing. It's so amazing how they can fly at night. It's too dark to see, but they use sound to find their way. That's right. Bats make sounds, and those sounds bounce off the things all around them. Bats can tell what's around them from the way the sound bounces back. In a way, bats use sound to see. Oh, oh, there's one now. Look. Where? Oh, it's getting so dark, I missed it. (laughs) Then I guess it's time to head inside. Come on, Em, let's go read. After a long day, I always love settling into our reading nook. With cozy pillows all around. A glowing lamp shines its light on the pages. There's a squishy rug under our feet. And a chorus of cicadas humming outside on this warm summer night. Now, let's begin our book. Night Song by Ari Burke. The sun had set, and the shadows clinging to the walls of the cave began to wake and whisper. Chiro, little wing, the bat mother said to her child, tonight you must fly out into the world, and I will wait here for you. But the night is dark, Mama, darker than the moth's dark eyes. 
darker even than the water before dawn, the little bat exclaimed, twitching his ears this way and that. I know, whispered his mother, and when it is that dark outside, I cannot always see, Chiro admitted, stretching his wings. There are other ways to see, she told him, other ways to help you make your way in the world. How? Use your good sense. What is sense? The little bat asked. His mother folded him in her wings and whispered into his waiting ears. Sense is the song you sing out into the world and the song the world sings back to you. Sing and the world will answer. That is how you'll see. Now fly from our cave to the pond where we bats like best to eat. Have your breakfast, then fly home. But do not go farther than the pond. Not unless your song is sure. And then she let him go. Chiro fell into the cold air for an instant, then flapped and turned and flew out past the mouth of the cave and into the waiting night. At first, Chiro tried to peer his way through the dark. Long arms rose up in front of him, waving slowly, blocking his path. He could not see around them or over them. Chiro was frightened. But he remembered his mother's bright words. Use your good sense. Chiro began to sing, softly at first, but then more surely his song flew ahead of him and soon he could hear something singing back. Tall trees called out to him, chanted the lengths of their long branches and the girths of their rough trunks. Gleefully, he flew through the woods, past pines, over maples and away. Flying higher now, Chiro saw something sliding through the sky toward him. So out went his song and where danger once threatened, now Chiro saw only a flock of friends flying above him on their evening errands. As he flew, Chiro heard strange sounds, lines of noise, a thousand voices buzzing from one end of the sky to the other. For just a moment, Chiro didn't know what to do or which way to go. But he followed his own song, flying past the cables strung between wooden poles. In the sky behind him flowed a river of whispers fading away. The pond was just ahead. When Chiro came to the pond, singing still, he was very hungry. All the night creatures were there above the reeds, thousands of tiny, flying, tasty things, each one humming a different tune. For Chiro, each of their songs sounded like breakfast. Chiro ate well that night. When he was full, he stretched his wings again and thought about flying home. But he began to wonder just a little, what lay beyond the pond? What lay beyond his mother's words? 
So, Jiro flew a bit farther, and the familiar fell away from him, out, out to the margins of the world. Then he was truly on his own. He flew fast toward a high dune, each grain of sand calling out in chorus as he passed. Chiro flapped up and over the top of the dune and out over the sand, singing louder than he ever sang before. Out went his song over dark water, then again and again, each wave on the ocean rising up to greet him, each splash of sea foam becoming kin to him. The sky began to change, grow light, and cast long shadows over the shore. With the morning came memory, his mother's voice, her warm wings. Chiro knew it was time to go home. Flying higher than he'd ever flown, Chiro began to sing, listening, listening. The music of the land rose up in all of its many textures. Each tree, each cliff, each place he'd passed, until finally the song of home added its voice to the others. His cave called out from the blanketing shrubs and pillows of moss at its mouth, and Chiro followed that familiar sound back into the sheltering earth. His mother caught him all up in her wings and asked, Was it very dark in the world, little wing? What did you see? Why, Mama, Chiro said, laughing, it was very, very dark, and I saw everything. And then he yawned and turned his head into the warmth of her body, letting the rising sun's quiet song carry him, lull him, sing him to sleep. The End Oh, how lovely. That Chiro was brave to fly out on his own like that. He was. I don't blame him for being nervous at the start, but he discovered such wonderful things on his adventure, things he would never have experienced if he'd stayed at home. Yes, it was worth it to face his fears. And of course, his mom was waiting for him when he came back home, which is always nice. Always. And nice for his mum, too. <laughs> I bet she was thrilled to give him a great big hug. I'm always happy to give you one. Oh, thank you, Mom. Now, I know it's getting late, but I think we have time for one more story, don't you? Yes, and I've got the perfect book in mind. I'll go find it. All right. Stay tuned, dear listeners, and we'll be back with our second story in just a moment. Hey listeners, our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best, like vampires versus werewolves. 
ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, hello. Welcome back to The Reading Nook. Mom, what were you just humming? Well, I was trying to imagine what kind of song a river might sing. I think it would certainly be melodious. What do you think, darling? Hmm. Calming and steady. Not too low, not too high. Like a lullaby? Yes. And our next book is called Song of the River. So maybe it has the answer to your question. Oh, I hope so. Let's read. Song of the River by Joy Cowley Cam, the mountain boy, said to his grandfather, I wish I could see the sea. One day we will go there, said his grandfather. One spring morning, Cam was playing by his house. He watched a trickle of water running through the pine trees. The water splashed and sang in the voice of snow. Come with me, come with me, I will take you to the sea. Cam followed the trickle of water in and out of the trees. It joined other trickles and became a creek. Are you going to the sea? Cam asked. The creek laughed down the mountainside and chattered over stones. It sang in the voice of a waterfall. Yes, yes, come with me, I will take you to the sea. The creek met another creek and became a rushing stream which combed the hair of reeds and ferns and hid a thousand little fishes between its banks. It sang to Cam in the voice of leaping trout, Come with me! Come with me! And Cam shouted in reply, We are going to the sea! Near the bottom of the mountain, the stream became a river. It flowed through farms where ducks swam and cows drank and dogs barked and a farmer took his cream to the town in a small boat. Cam said to the river, You haven't changed your mind, have you? The river sang in the voice of green and gold frogs. We will go, you and me. I will take you to the sea. The river drank in other rivers and became wider, deeper. It went under bridges and alongside roads and railway tracks. It carried a paddle boat full of people on a picnic. And all the time it sang of the sea in the voice of big brass engines soaked in oil. After a while, the river became so wide that Cam could barely see the other side. The near bank was fenced with factories and wharves with ropes and cranes like sky ladders and tall ships and small ships and rusty barges and trusty tugboats. There was so much noise that Cam could no longer hear the song of the river. He sighed and sat down. You're too busy to go anywhere, he said. 
Then the river began to sing in a new, loud voice, the voice of salty wind and crying birds and deep, secret places where whales swam with their young. Come with me, the river called. Cam got up and ran, past the wharves, along the road, and over some sand dunes. In front of him was the sea. It was wild and blue and beautiful, and it went on forever. Cam ran down the beach and splashed his feet in the waves as they ran up the sand. The sea sang him a song about a salty wind and crying birds and deep secret places where whales give birth to their young and wharves with cranes and ships with cargoes and big brass engines and green and gold frogs and leaping trout and a waterfall and, yes, in a faint whisper, it sang of snow. When Cam went home to the mountain, he said to his grandfather, I saw the sea. One day we will go there, said his grandfather. That night, Cam went out under the stars. He cupped his hands in the trickle of water. Why didn't you tell me? You were the beginning of the sea, he asked. The end. Isn't that amazing? What starts as a trickle of water eventually becomes the sea. It's a beautiful reminder that everything from grizzly bears to the biggest, darkest storm clouds were all small ones, just tiny baby bears and little white clouds. Yes, and the book did answer my question— A river can sing all sorts of songs, songs of snow and leaping trout and big brass engines. (laughs) Oh, that sound means we have a message. Well, let's hear who it's from. Hi, Julie. Hi, Emma. I'm Nabiha Iqbal, and I'm a musician, DJ, producer and broadcaster from London. And I love using the sounds of nature in my music. Some of the natural sounds that I've used include the sound of the rain, the sound of birds. I love recording the sounds of nature and paying attention to them because even if I don't end up using the exact recording in my music, I definitely know that I take a lot of influence from the sounds that I hear around me. I think it's really important for everyone to listen to the sounds in the natural world, especially if, like me, you're from a big city and sometimes it's easy to forget the world around us because life feels so fast. Nature offers us so much inspiration and solace and peace and sometimes all you have to do is just stop and listen. Here's what I think the song of a river might sound like. Bye, Julie. Bye, Emma. 
Oh, what a wonderful message. I know. And speaking of wonderful, it's it's time time for... Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words. Every week we share words that delight us, and our listeners do too. A wonderful word might remind you of something nice. Or maybe it's just fun to say. I have a fascinating word to share today. Echolocation. That's how bats use sound to navigate in the dark. And it's also fun to say. Echolocation. Ooh, I like that one. It reminds me of another word I love. Evaporate. When water in a river evaporates, it turns into teeny tiny droplets of water that are so light they become a part of the air. They can even make clouds evaporate. What a great word. Now let's hear some of our listeners' wonderful words. My word is jello. Snazzy. Because I like to say zzz, my wonderful word is sparkling. My wonderful word is sprinkle. And my wonderful word is music. I love it because it's a form of creativity. Brilliant words, all of them. We want to hear more of your wonderful words. Visit julieslibraryshow.org and send us a message. Every week we'll play some of your words on the show. We'll be back next week with another fantastic story that we picked out just for you. Till then, happy reading and bye. Julie's Library is hosted and produced by Julie Andrews and me, Emma Walton-Hamilton. The featured books in this episode were Night Song, written by Ari Burke, illustrated by Lauren Long, and published by Simon & Schuster, and Song of the River, written by Joy Cowley, illustrated by Kimberly Andrews, and published by Gecko Press, and distributed in the U.S. and Canada by Lerner Publisher Services. Thanks to the teams at Simon & Schuster and Lerner. We always recommend picking up these wonderful books for yourself. You can find Night Song and Song of the River at your local library or bookstore. Chiro the Bat is so cute in Lauren Long's illustrations. For more book recommendations, head to julieslibraryshow.org. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll receive special activities and notes from Mom and me. Julie's Library is produced by Molly Bloom, Elissa Dudley, Rosie Dupont, Tracy Mumford, Mark Sanchez, and Sandon Totten. Our executive producer is Lauren D. Digital production is by Christina Lopez, and original music is from Allison Leighton Brown. Engineering is by Sam Hamilton, and sound mixing is by Corey Shreppeld and Eric Romani. Special thanks to Lily Kim. We always love hearing from our listeners. Today, you heard the voices of James and Tabitha from Chandler, Arizona, Gemma from Singapore, Lilia from Flushing, Michigan, Netta from Berlin, Germany, Sebastian from Arlington, Texas, Oliver from Memphis, Tennessee, Addie from Minneapolis, Vera from Cleveland, Ohio, Gus from Melbourne, Australia, Emma from DeSoto, Kansas, and Hazel. Julie's Library is a production of American Public Media. Hey, listeners, our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. 
Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best. Like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts.